0: Finishing Chapter 9 on lunch, as I was saying, I knew that I could not share my plate with my fellow cowboys. I was a competent trail guide, so I had to stash the fear because cowgirls cry in private. We got a reprieve riding into the barn well past closing time. Stuart told me to unsaddle the horses and pre- their, prepare them to go down the hill to their grassy pasture i was glad to oblige just to have something to busy my mind after a long day stuart and i usually went to brad's trailer in the lake louise campground but upon his suggestion i went directly to my cabin at the glacier motel who gave me a ride in the green stable truck we called the green hornet we pulled into the drive i said I don't want to go inside the gift shop and walk by the happy tourists when I feel like this. Forlorn and filthy, I felt miserable and hollow. I took a deep breath and suppressed my pain. It helped to take a shower and wash out the evidence of our accident. My hair soaking wet, I fell into bed. My arms and legs throbbed with fatigue, barely able to turn the bed sheet over the top of my wool blanket. I am not sure what hurt the most, my heart or my body. I praise God for my safety and my preservation in the midst of peril on the mountain. As sleep's sleep to me, I made a vow to never tell my father that lunch was gone. Moving on to Chapter 10, Recognition. One year after the accident with lunch, I walked into the chateau. En route to the concierge's desk, my buddy Gibson spotted me and rushed over to give me a hug. After a nice embrace, he pulled away and looked at me with excitement. He said, have you seen your picture yet? My blank look told him that I did not know about any photo. Gibson tried again. Yes, you do. You know, the one hanging in the lobby. So at a loss, he led Me by the hand to the top of the well-traveled marble stairway. Eh, look, it is you and the cowboys. You know, the day he lost the horse up on the plane of six. I thought he was full of it until I considered that he might be right. I looked onto the finer details of the photo. People knew me by my blue and black wool riding coat and my beaten up felt cowboy hat. Before me, it was there in black and white. Gibson sensed my emotions of sadness and pride and put his arm around me. Thoughts of three cowboys receiving recognition for the work, as did the photographer for his poignant representation of bravery, finally overcame me. The imagery of my heart that belonged to the horse and the mountains took me off guard. Fifteen years later, the photo fell into obscurity, but the invaluable life teachings never faded. I witnessed the strength and the character of the tough country every time I swung my leg over a horse. Our mounts were barely saddle broke, exposed to the elements day and night, year round. They did not need to be blanketed, stalled, or pampered to sense their value to the cowboys. The horses were dependable and worthy of man's trust during a wild ride coming off a mountain in the dark. The only way back to civilization was to throw away the reins, wrap our arms around the horse's withers, and stay low enough to avoid the branches. The horses knew the shortest and safest route with 100% predictability. I experienced the unpretentious spirit of the cowboys and a sense of genuine human community. The manager's wife had in her keep 15 young men and one woman who were totally dependent upon her hunger satisfying lunches every day of the week. There was no fast food in the village and no day off because every meal started from scratch, assembled with love and care. I also learned the value of stretching a tight food budget to make 60 nutritious sandwiches for the guides.